0: Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode, I was delighted to be joined by Lynn Given for a conversation about never taking your health for granted, and we actually had some similarities there, and we had a great conversation following the podcast too, I have to say, because Lynn did have a neurological illness when she was really young. She says it was over 40 years ago, and then some other big stuff I'll let her tell you about in the podcast. What I really loved about this was that her intention with the book that she's written is to give rebellious hope to others, a phrase I had never heard before, but absolutely loved. So enjoy this, it's very wise and it's very beautiful. Lan, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank
1: you very much for asking me.
0: Yeah, and tell us a bit about you.
1: I took early retirement about eight years ago, so I am very happily retired, and I love travelling, I love playing golf, I love going swimming, and I used to actually teach swimming before Mm -hmm. I retired. I was actually a swimming teacher part-time, and I worked in human resource management. So I worked four days a week, human resource management role, and I taught swimming one day a week. And I live in the beautiful city of Edinburgh, which I just love. I absolutely
0: adore living in Edinburgh so. uh, Wonderful, wonderful yeah. So I know that you've been listening to the podcast And you had a friend that was recently on the podcast So yep. tell me Lynn, today at the end of October 2022 What do you know for sure?
1: I certainly know for sure Never ever to take your health for granted
0: Yeah and how do you know that? That is my app
1: number one
0: uh-huh. <laughs> So how do you know that?
1: Well, basically, I've recently written a book, mm-hmm. and it's called Sink or Swim. And the reason I wrote the book was basically to convey the message that you should never take your health for granted. Mm-hmm. Because when I was 17, I had a neurological illness, and basically I found myself lying in a hospital bed, and all I could do was blink. Wow. And then, when I was 23, I got hit by a 42-turn truck. Oh, my goodness. When I was cycling. So, again, totally life-threatening situation, um, which I'm very pleased to say I recovered from both of these events. Uh-huh. I recovered very well. I don't know how on earth I managed to survive, quite frankly, but I did. Uh-huh. And basically I thought that my story was worth telling. Yeah. To basically do three things, give people hope, uh-huh. rebellious hope, that there is a way forward. You can always find a way forward. It might be a bit different because I had to change my sort of thoughts of what I wanted to do and where I wanted my career to go because of obviously significant injuries and some limitations. But I found a way forward and I found a fantastic way forward. Mm -hmm. And you can always somehow find a way forward. It might not be what you expected, but that's okay. You can take a different path. Yeah. And so I wanted to. Convey that message to people and give people hope, you know, that you can find a way forward. The other reason was that my mum recently passed away and basically there was only my mum, dad and I really knew the full story and I wanted to share my story because, I say, it's cathartic for me as well mm-hmm. to kind of get it all out of my
0: head, you know. Yeah.
1: And the other reason to convey why... You
0: should never take health for granted. Yeah, and I really resonate with that, having had a brain aneurysm that I had in 2017. Yes. So I see, again, on that neurological journey, I sort of share some yep. parts yep. of that with you. Or see, when it came to you actually getting through, especially being hit by a 42-ton truck, I mean, oh my goodness. <laughs> how then- did you, like? How did you get past that? Because I often reflect, and I don't know if you've reflected on this, that when something big happens, there is obviously the medical response to that, right? But there's also a very internal response to that as well. Will will it beat me or won't it beat me? And so even again with your neurological illness at 17 years old, you were locked in your head where all you could do is blank. Were you aware then about how important your internal conversation was?
1: I wasn't, I would say at 17, I probably wasn't, Uh you know, um, because, you know, at 17, you just, you you have no kind of inhibitions, but you think you can conquer the world. Yeah. You know, so I had no kind of self-limiting beliefs. I, you know, I thought, well, Mm. when I woke up and I could blink, I thought, well, I'm alive and I know what's going on. So cognitively, I knew exactly what was happening. And I thought, okay, so where do we start for here kind of thing. And I, before my illness, I'd been a competitive swimmer. Mm-hmm. So i worked really hard training as a competitive swimmer. And that was really the critical thing that kind of helped me, you know, because it almost gave me a kind of tick list because I could blink. So that was my starting point. Mm-hmm. And then I found very quickly I could wriggle a bit and move a bit. Mm-hmm. And my right side started to recover quite quickly. Um, But my left side didn't, you know, and it's taken a lot of hard work over the years to kind of keep it at its maximum capability. So it was almost like a tick list. I thought, right, what's next? Mm. Right, what's next? Okay, I can blink, I can wriggle, I can move a little bit. Okay, what's next? Oh, I can move my right hand. I can move my right leg. You know, so I kind of got a tick list in my head. And I slowly, I began to tick it off.
0: Where do you think that came from? Because I love what you said there. You were 17 and oh. you had no self-limiting beliefs. And no. that is fabulous. But see that, right, well, I can blink, right, well, I can move this. And right, well, I can move my left leg a wee bit and I can move my right hand a wee bit. <laughs> I mean, that must have taken an incredible amount of resilience to be happy about the fact you could blink. Where do you think okay, that okay. strength came from?
1: I've always had a very positive mindset about anything, mm. you know. And at seventeen, you think you can achieve everything, yeah.
0: you know. Mm-hmm.
1: I think also a lot of it was my parents. My mm-hmm. parents were very, very positive-minded, especially my mum. She was diagnosed as an insulin-dependent diabetic at twenty-two, mm-hmm. and I was only a, I was only six months old. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, she was a very determined um, individual, and that was instilled in me from a very young age, and as I say, because I was a competitive swimmer, I had to work hard for everything I achieved. Mm -hmm. And this was just another kind of fight, you know? (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, yeah, so basically that was what got me through it. And within three months, I was walking, albeit aided, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I could speak again, albeit my movements, my speech, everything was quite robotic, Uh but gradually with practice, and obviously the hospital were wonderful, and then I went to a rehab centre as well to work on my walk and strengthen my legs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And lo and behold, they had a hydrotherapy pool. Oh, wow! So that was music to my ears. <laughs> so I could actually walk in water a lot better than I could walk on land, and I was so comfortable in water because I'd been a competitive swimmer. Uh-huh. So swimming literally saved my life. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it. And how
0: did all of that save your life after the 42-ton truck then?
1: Well, I think, again, I was so kind of... I mean, I always remember thinking when I was actually hit by the lorry, I could hear sirens and I thought, well, at least I'm alive, you know. Um, That was kind of my first thought. And basically, it it was a long recovery. It was probably because there was a lot of skin injuries Mm -hmm. you know I had to have a lot of skin grafts etc and again I couldn't go swimming obviously at that point because of the risk of infection so I wasn't able to swim for nine months Mm -hmm. after my accident so swimming didn't really help me in that regard but again Mm -hmm. my mindset did and I was much more conscious of what had happened to me um, Mm -hmm. at 23 than I was at 17 I I had some self-limiting beliefs. I had some doubts about whether I wanted to survive, you know. But I did want to survive. Of course I did. That wasn't in my nature not to survive. Uh Uh So, you know, so again, through intense hospital treatment, skin grafts, lots of operations, they basically put me back together. And I did survive, you know. And I often think, why did I? You know, how can anybody survive just like what you were saying yourself you know yeah and I'm so grateful that I did you know yeah I've taught a lot of kids to swim and you know I've looked after my mom and dad in their final kind of days and hours you know before they passed away you know I've written a book so there's lots of reasons I survived you know yeah and but I think it's useful to to reflect on that and I'm so grateful that I did
0: Yeah, because it does take an amazing amount of resilience, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when I had got out of the hospital after my brain injury and I had quite a lot of deficiencies at at first, obviously, and sitting in in my my living room on my couch with my husband. And I think think he meant it when he asked me. So God bless that his mum had had a bad accident when he was young. And then his mum and dad just sort of shut down and became... They just were in the house all the time, really, you know, and it all became about caring for for her and she never got back to full health after it, right? Right. And I think what happened to her, she could have, you know, she could have, I think, but obviously for some reasons she didn't. And I remember my husband saying to me, so, are we going to get back to our lives or are we going to do a John and Marion now? that was so impactful to me. He could not have said anything more than me. And that is not to Mm criticise them and I have the utmost compassion for them and their journey. Mm -hmm. But I was like, well, no, I'm getting back to my life. I couldn't even speak at the time. So it was all face and actions. And so that determination in me to get back to my life was so strong. Where did it come from? I think it's just built through a life of resilience, probably. <laughs> I don't know where yeah, it came from yeah, either, if I'm yeah. really honest. But it w- existed, and it existed in a very, very strong sense. And it was one step forward for me as well. Yeah, well, I think I
1: think that's it. You know, one step, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think... When you do face adversity, because let's face it, we all have challenges yep. to deal with in our life, and that's the whole essence of my book. We all have challenges to deal with. I'm not unique in that regard. No. But how you deal with it. Yes. You know. Like, for example, medical staff, nurses, doctors, they, they did a wonderful job. However, at the end of the day, it was my mindset, my determination that, that helped towards my recovery. Because
0: that's why my book's called Sink or Swim. Because you do have two choices. And mine was very much to swim. I is so, I resonate with you so much, Lynn. Because that, it was a choice. It wasn't about what happened Mm -hmm. to me. It was a choice about what was I going to do next. Mm -hmm. And I'll Mm -hmm. often say, I give the brain surgeons full credit, right? Because they had to do quite a job on me, obviously. Uh So they get full credit for saving my body. But I yeah. take credit for saving my life. Absolutely.
1: Mm. Yeah, and you should be proud of that. And I'm proud of what I've achieved as well. Because yeah. despite everything, you know, as I say, I'm retired, I'm traveling, I'm playing golf, um, you know, swimming, um, I enjoy walks, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, how on earth I managed to achieve that is quite outstanding. Yeah, you know, but it just goes to show that you can recover from adversity. I did have to find a different way forward. For example, when I was 17, I wanted to be a PE teacher. Yeah. But because of certain limitations on my left side, I felt I couldn't do that or I didn't want to do that any longer. However, my mindset shifted and I thought, what can I do? What yeah. can I do? You know. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing a career in human resource management. And then eventually I actually taught swimming. Yeah. So that was kind of something akin to physical education you know it was active it was something i really enjoyed doing and i ended up imparting that skill to children and adults and i did it for over 20 years and i absolutely loved it that was the best part of my career you know but it's just really to get the message over that you can find a way forward it might not be what you wanted in the first place but that's okay okay. that's okay you know and so Um, where
0: did the I mean, the inspiration for the book obviously came from those experiences in life. Where did the, because, you know, they say we've all got a book in us, don't they? Where did the impotence to write it at this time come from? So the book's called Sink or Swim, A Memoir of Triumph Over Adversity.
1: Yeah, I joined a group called Write That Book um, in the second lockdown. Because I've always thought about writing about my story, because I think it is quite unique and basically I started writing it and then I got to a stage where I thought nah I'm not sure that I want to continue with this but as I say my mum passed away just in April and I thought to myself you know what there was only us three that knew the story knew the full story and it's only me me now so I'm going to tell my story I'm going to share my story I'm going to tell people about, you know, you can't find a way forward. And basically I've dedicated the book to my mum and dad as well. And, yeah, I just want it to be a kind of, almost like a legacy for our family. Yeah. Um. You know, and as to say, if I can
0: even give hope to one person,
1: yeah. you know, that they can find a way forward, then it'll have been worth it.
0: Exactly. Um, and I love that idea of legacy because you think of, like, you know my all the stories that my my dad would tell us and everything, and I can me and my sisters, and my brother can remember some of them, but we don't remember all of them, and they just get lost. My kids don't really know any of them, and so mm. the stories get lost. And there is something about family legacy there, isn't there? That yeah, I was yeah. here, and this is what I endured, and at some future generation may at some point yeah. read that and be really inspired yeah. by that.
1: that- you know, because, you know, my book will always be around somewhere, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And if people find it and pick it up years later, then that's
0: wonderful. It's a beautiful yeah. thought, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I see, yeah, I wanted to do it for my mum and dad as well, because without them and their positivity yeah. and their outlook on life, I probably wouldn't have got as far as I did, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And definitely.
0: so, as you reflect now on on life, Do you Uh feel like, I remember when the the pandemic started, so we're nearly three years now since it started, (laughs) obviously, aren't we, goodness? And so that was like two and a half years on the other side of my brain injury. And me and Uh my husband were a wee bit, well, I mean, we were worried about it, but we were a bit like, I'm sure we'll cope because we had just been through such a battle, Do you know, that way. So do you feel as if you're stronger and more resilient for whatever comes along next?
1: Oh, definitely, mm. you know, because I remember when when the pandemic first hit, you know, we were all told to stay at home, and as I say, I was talking to people, and obviously on Zoom, et cetera, et cetera you know, and I'm thinking to myself, because they're all, all saying, oh, this is the worst, a lot of people were saying this is the worst thing ever, whatever, well, and I'm thinking, you no, know,
0: Ah, that's not
1: it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me.
0: <laughs> no, and I don't know if you have any memory problems with your neurological thing, but I do. And so, I say right. it's three, almost three years, but it doesn't feel times a bit squashed and weird to me. So it doesn't feel like three years, quite no, honestly, no, because time no. is just odd for me. Do you find that as well? That life just goes. Yeah, I do. And... You know, because this
1: was over forty years ago. You know, mm-hmm. these things happen. However. It's not something that happened to me in nineteen seventy nine and nineteen eighty five. It's impacted on the whole of my life. Yes, you know. So that's the the thing. I don't. I think the whole thing is you never you never really get over it, what happened. However, you know, I'm at a stage now where I think, my God, how on earth? Did mm-hmm. I survive all that? You know, exactly. And you just think, wow, you know, and you know, if you think about your mindset, your thoughts that you tell yourself, etc., etc. You know, if you think you're going to fail, you will fail. Mm. You think you're going to succeed? What happens? Succeed. You
0: know. I'm intrigued to know if what your answer would be like to this question. It's a question that I've been answered and perhaps offered more than been asked. If you could change it, if you could go back and not have the neurological illness, not be hit by the forty-two ton truck, would you change it?
1: Um, I think I probably would. You would, yeah, mm-hmm. I would. I would have changed it. However, having said that, I would not be the person I am today mm-hmm. had these things not happened to me. And you know, because I often think about what would my life have been like had these things not happened. Well, I'll never know that. No. You know, I'll never know that. And there's a part of you as well, you know, You, I don't reflect too much on the past. However, it's a reminder of how far I've come
0: yeah. from
1: that 17-year-old that couldn't blink from that 23-year-old that was under under a 42-ton truck. You know, it's astounding that yes. I survived, you yes. know. And then you think, well, there's a reason I survived. hmm you know, so, yeah. And and as I said at the beginning, you know, everybody has challenges to deal with, but it's how you deal with them that, is. that makes the difference. Uh-huh. It's your individual determination. And I'm not saying it works for everybody, but another part of me is also about responsibility for health as well. You know, a lot of people say to me that, doctors and nurses etc are responsible for your health well actually they're not no you're responsible for your health mm-hmm. we're all responsible for our health and and for our destiny basically where we're going to be you know how we're going to recover from things how we're going to deal with things it's a lot of it is your mindset and your tenacity to kind of strive to get through it you yeah. know and strive to deal with it
0: yeah
1: as, as i said before there's always a way forward yep. always a way forward
0: Yeah. Yep, so your book, Sink or Swim, A Memoir of Triumph Over Adversity by Lynn Given. If any of the listeners do want to buy that, where can they do that, Lynn? They can buy it,
1: well it's actually available on Amazon, so if you just type in Sink or Swim Lynn Given or it's available through my website Uk. Yeah, right. so yeah you can get it through
0: that thank yeah. you for thanks. sharing well, your story and sharing right. your wisdom and your, your determination to survive thank you, thank you, very, thank you much. very much
1: and you've obviously had your own challenges as well
0: and you know what it's like yeah. you know, so. know. great, thanks Lynn Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching Anne Hughes Ignite.